How's everybody doing? Meyamo, Sina, Pahlevan, and this is episode number 72 of the Talk Too Much podcast. My guest for the week was one of the biggest artists in the NFT space, someone that I really am honored to have interviewed. His name is Vinny Hager. Vinny Hager is, as I said, one of the most renowned artists in the NFT space. He is the creator of the collection Letters, uh, which you can find on OpenSea. Letters, uh, that collection is a collection of a thousand individually made hand pieces of art by Vinnie Hager that represent, how do I put this? His art style is based off something called iconography. So when you look at Vinnie's art, there are a bunch of symbols that fit a pattern and just make the picture look aesthetically pleasing. Uh, the, all these little symbols put together is called uh, iconography. And why it's called that is because all these icons uh, represent something. Uh, the, these envelopes, the peace sign, the heart, everything that Vinny draws uh, has symbolism. It represents something that he's taken from him, uh, taken with him from his life. Um, and each letter, each picture out of the 1,000 pictures, each piece of art represents an inside joke, a moment in time, or a specific thing from Vinny's past. So this collection called Letters is really um, a blog a kind of a log of, of Vinny's life in a way. And besides letters, though, I wanted to kind of delve deeper into Vinny's mindset. You know, um, a lot of people, you've seen a lot of fa uh, interviews with a lot of famous artists across the NFT space. But for me, I wanted to lay down game for, for myself, for all these up-and-comers, these youngins that, that are trying to make a name for themselves. I wanted Vinny to kind of give his perspective and, and his viewpoint on his mentality, on what it took for him to get here. And when I was, as I was interviewing him, I noticed something, it kind of hit me, it struck me. I noticed something very peculiar, a trend amongst all successful people. You know, I'm a very ambitious young man and I'm trying to make my way up. And as I am, I noticed that all successful people don't really care about blowing up, don't really care about being famous. They just care about developing their skill sets and putting out good work. They don't really focus on that stuff and... and the universe just gives it to them. And I think that's a lesson for all of us. I think we all have to kind of like tone down our egos and, and focus more on the work rather than ourselves and the rewards that will come from it. And then I think everything will fall into its place. But that's uh, talking to Vinny, may not even realize this, even from my interview with Danny last week, Danny, Vinny, all these famous artists, famous successful people in the NFT space, they, they're just focusing on developing their art and putting out good work. You know, they're humble people and they stay in their own lanes. And I think that's why they are where they are. Um, without further ado, everybody, let's get into the episode. Let's find out more about Vinny Hager and, and let's see where Vinny Hager's career will take us. The graph is an indexing protocol used to query data from blockchains, player to player networks, or just storage networks like IPFS. Why is the graph so important? No application can be built upon these networks without the graph. Think about how long it would take to find one piece of data without the graph. The graph lets you index any blockchain, any storage network, any player to player network, and grab whatever piece of data you need to build the application you're building. The graph also makes data an open market. You can signal your favorite subgraphs on the graph's decentralized network to earn more GRT. That's right, data is an open market. You can earn more GRT by picking the right subgraphs. The graph also has the subgraph studio, where you can actually create your own subgraph and publish it on the graph's decentralized network. This means other indexers can come in and signal on your subgraph. 
Connect your wallet to the Graphs website and start signaling other subgraphs or publish your own subgraph today to earn more GRT. Developers, crypto investors, NFT collectors. Wherever you find yourself on the Web3 spectrum, the Graph is without a doubt one of the most vital protocols to your niche's success. Web3 marks the ushering in of a new technological era. What this means is that all data is stored and processed on open networks with verifiable integrity. And the Graph makes all this data accessible to you in a fast, easy, and secure manner. Visit thegraph.com or check out any of their social media pages to find out how you can play a role in their ecosystem. So now, before we even get started, I noticed your hat. Nice uh, letters hat. Yeah, I love that. I got to give you some merch. (laughs) So um, I'm going to start this off. I think you're one of my one of my favorite artists in the space, but I think you're one of the biggest, most renowned artists in the space. Oh, thank you. In general, of course. But I also know that that's true because of your not because of your consistency, your dedication and your actual love for for the art um, uh, and what this space actually can provide to people. So. I want to start this interview off by my audience actually getting to know you. You're one of the bigger bigger names in the NFT space, but I want people to take an inside look into your brain and, and why you are so convicted and passionate about your art and the meaning behind of it. So to start this off, um, why art? What I know you uh, you went to the Institute of Maryland, right, for art. Yeah. Why yeah. why art and why? Because I I grew up an anime fan. I used to draw anime, and, and art's a big part of my life. But for you. Why is art like the main primary point of your life? For sure. I think, I don't know, as long as I can remember, like just being a little kid, I was always had this like creative knack, creative energy, um, probably have some, some, some of my genes are probably a testament to that. So I was uh, surrounded by art and, and working with my hands and things like that when I was a young kid. So it was always something that I guess was distilled in me, but I just remember like drawing on the, my driveway with chalk or like scribbling in a coloring book and then I remember like starting to fill the lines in in a coloring book and like just always like these these little steps in my creative journey as a as a young kid I guess um but it was all it was just like supernatural I, I guess I never really I've been thinking back about that those times now and see like wow like that influenced how I think now in my artistic practice but I think it's always just been been art 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 and that was always something that I was super good at I was like, um, yeah, in middle school or high school, whenever there was like an art project, kids would like turn to me to be their partner or something like that. <laughs> um, and just, I, I, I remember in, it, it had to be middle school, like sixth or seventh grade, um, just starting to like fill all of my papers, all of my handouts, anything that I was like given in cloud, just like fill all the space with like scribbles. And that was definitely like the starting of my kind of drawing style of shapes and symbols and, and patterning and things like that. Um, but it was, yeah, it's just a supernatural thing. And I, I, I just kept going with it and going with it and just never stopped. And it, it was something I don't think I could ever lose, uh, my passion for, cause it's just kind of all I think about. <laughs> I, and I, I saw you number one, I saw how you were saying, I read this article about you on one, three, seven from one, three, seven PM. And they were saying how you, at the end of the article, you said, I literally have the opposite of writer's block because I just always want to create and go. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and when I saw that, I kind of, I kind of relate to you because for me, like everything I do, I do in my life. Like I always try and push the pace and work all the time. Not because right. I'm like this workaholic, just because I love NFTs and I want to build something like I really do. How, I guess, how do you like, people always say, don't burn yourself out or, or take a balance to things. How do you 
I never really take account of that because I'm not burning myself out. I just love this so much. Right. So how do you kind of keep that mindset where you just always want to create? And since you're at that level, do you ever like look at other major artists around like your peers and you're like, oh, they're doing this. I got to get in on something like this. Do you ever feel mm -hmm. FOMO or no? Uh, definitely never FOMO. I mean, of course you compare yourself here and there, but I think I just have it, you know, like everybody's in their own lane. Every, we should like all uplift all of it. You know, us as artists, we got to stick together, creatives in any medium or realm. So I think, yeah, I mean, everybody's going to compare yourself to somebody else who's doing this or that. Um, I definitely get mo way more inspired by those things than am yep, that's feeling right. FOMO for what other people are doing. But I think if you, you stay true to yourself and it's a testament, you just keep building, keep, you know, posting, creating, talking to people, um, building what you want to build. Uh, those other opportunities and bigger and bigger things tend to come up when you just kind of stick to what you want to build and create. Um, I guess for the burnout thing, I don't think I've ever felt that, that burnout feeling. I just like, it's uh, sometimes I'll do like, I'll go out skating or I'll go on a run or I'll do something different. And now it like, gets me out of that like headspace of like working or drawing or working on art stuff. So I tend to take breaks and like not work all throughout the day or, or, but, but then I get like inspired. Like if I sit down and like try to read a book, <laughs> I'm like inspired by like the first like five minutes of me reading. I'm like, no, I got to do this. Like my, my, <laughs> mind, my mind just always running and running about just like, I think I've just focused on artwork and had a, like what I want to create. And it's just like always in my head. So it's hard to like, not think about those things, I think. Um, so I think everything is like inspiring to like what I want to, like, if I just see, I don't know. Like you go out shopping and you just see a pair of shoes. I'm like, Oh, I could like design a, a shoe like that. Like in my style, like I'm always just thinking everything I look at or like research or, or read about, I just kind of think in my head, like how I could apply my artwork to that or how I could um, see myself working in those artistic fields or mediums or something like that. So there's always, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a blessing and a curse. The, the <laughs> that, that aspect. I, 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 so it's funny you say that I, I see it as, as a blessing for sure, because I, I, I kind of like, I kind of, when I see something on like on the NFT space, I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I have to make a video about it or I have right. to try and do it. I'm trying to get good at this. But one thing I noticed about your art is when I was growing up, I used to draw characters, but you, you focus on iconography, if that's what, right. what it's called. Perfect, you a, perfect word. I love that word. You have a lot of different like symbols. And, and I read online that these symbols and your we're going to get to your collection letters in a second, but throughout your art, these symbols represent things from your life or, or things that you feel just like you just said, you feel inspired by. So my question is why, why you, why scribbling, why these icons, these symbols, instead of, for example, characters or stuff like that, what, what made you take that different route? Yeah. I think that goes back to like the middle school aspect. I definitely like the different shapes and symbols that I started to draw was, I think it just goes back to me, like really just like scribbling in class, like not paying attention and like scribbling all over my, and I have a ton of those drawings still I saved like as many as I could from, from those times. Yeah. But it, it, the more I, I used, I've, I've started to like look back through them and it, it, it really just boils down to like filling space with like shapes and stuff. And I don't know where that came from. I'm not sure like in my head or my childhood where that came from, but it was all about just like scribbling, filling space and just like maybe doing something with my hands, like just drawing. And uh, a lot of the shapes and symbols that I use now were, you know, a byproduct of that. And like, you know, I use the envelope or the letter symbol all the time. And back then that was, you know, 10 years ago when I was, you know, drawing them, it was just like a rectangle. And I treated that shape as that shape. And then the other shape that I would draw next to it kind of countered that. And they just kind of like, 
you know, a circle fits with another circle or whatever, like building it out like a, like a jigsaw puzzle. Like Tetris or something. Exactly. Yeah. Just kind of building out like how certain shapes fit in with other certain shapes and how that creates that pattern. But now doing it so many times, I, I, I've been starting to like make little narratives and like give, give more of like a backstory to maybe the shapes and symbols. Um, I think maybe like two years ago, I started to make like a, uh, uh, not a dictionary, but like, a what's the word? Like a, like a guide, a reference. A guide. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Just kind of like breaking down certain things. And I really wanted to make meanings for like a lot of the shapes and, and symbols that I draw, but I felt like that maybe it was too much at, at the time. I just wanted to kind of keep it like a secretive thing maybe. So I think, but, but the more I do it now that drawing those certain shapes and symbols so much that, that they start to have a lot more meanings now. So it, it's, it's fun to see the transition. You're kind of like developing your own language, aren't you? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah it's like, uh, I just remember there's this one, one quote. I think, I think like little Wayne said this like random quote in this video in like 2000. Always appreciated on this show. Yeah. Some random quote. He was like, you know, the, um, what's it like the key, the key to success is repetition or something. I repeat the key to mm-hmm. success is repetition. It was something along those lines where if you do something so much, it becomes, you know, iconic or it becomes known. And it's just that, that repetitive thing. And I, I think maybe that stuck in my head a little bit. So I just like, I've just fallen in love with drawing so much and like trying to add, you know, my mark to as many, you know, artistic mediums, like from, from clothing to murals to, uh, you know, canvas works to now digital and things like that. So always exploring those fields. And um, I think for me, then that goes back again to like the always being inspired, like just inspired to to keep creating in, in as many things as I can. So throughout this, the, this, this show and throughout your career too many people have compared you to to many like famous artists but as you just said at the beginning of the show it's very important to find success to stay in your lane to root for others and to stay solid so when i was reading this 137 p.m article i noticed a very important line they said they compared you many people compared you to the next keith herring i believe that's the name. <laughs> I knew it was coming yeah it. <laughs> and you you there was a point that said that the article made it a point to said but let it be known that he is not the next of anything he's the first right. Vinny hager number yeah. one did that Love come it. from you did that come from you no okay okay uh, but not, then, not not that article no. okay but but do you do you share those same beliefs as uh as that saying I, w- I would say yes. <laughs> so, and this brings me to my question because I find that um, a lot of people, no matter what success they have, whatever field, I'm starting to realize when I'm doing all these interviews with all you like renowned people is your mindsets, your conviction and, and, and beliefs in yourself. Can you kind of speak to your mindset and conviction in, in yourself? And do you believe that's been integral or major as to what's led, gotten you to this point in your career? Um, yeah, I, w- I would say I just never... It's once again, a like natural feeling. I, ne- I never had really any strong doubts about kind of what I was doing or what I was creating or, or building. It would just kind of like, just once again, going with the flow and having, you know, in my mind, I love to draw. I love to create stuff. And that's like an, an innate thing in me. Like I didn't start drawing. I didn't start making clothes or, or painting murals or working in digital collections or NFTs because like for money or for followers or for, justification it was just like things i just wanted to genuinely explore and i just like spent a lot of time and 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 stuff researching and reading and learning and um like that's why it's just been like this natural 
progression and, and people, I just then ha like post it on the internet and interact with people that are doing kind of the same thing and building the same, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded, inspirational, hardworking people, which has definitely helped me. Um, but I, I just don't, th it's never, you know, I've never really had that doubt in my mind that like, Oh, am I doing this right? Is this the right thing to do? And is this going to go anywhere? Is this like, you know, I've just Did you even think about that on your journey to this point. Did you, were you ever thinking like, Oh, I want my art to be big. Or were you just thinking, Oh, I just want my art to be good. I mean, of course, I think as an artist, you want people to see your artwork. Like, you know, I can't keep it in a notebook or on an iPad forever. You know, of course, you know, that's, you know, that's the great thing about social media is you can just share it. But I think people get really caught up in like, Oh, when I share my artwork, only two people like it. It's like, well, everybody started off with the two likes of it at some point, you know, but then when you get 2000 likes, it's for me, I, it's the same thing. Like, great. Like people like it. You know, I take the same positive comments, the same attitude with the negative comments. It's just like, I'm already kind of building more stuff and creating and just post and share it. And if people enjoy it and they share it with their friends, that's great. But, um, and, and I guess as, as I get a bit more of a platform, it, um, it obviously helps out with other opportunities. That's great. But, you know, I've been doing the same thing for like 12 years and just drawing every day, all day and, and doing that, that same kind of stuff. You know, one thing I'm starting to realize is a trend between all my guests is every one of them, none of them cared about being successful. They just wanted to create good art, a good product, develop a great right. skill set. And over, just like you said, over time, they weren't even paying attention. It just kind of came their way. They were just like, oh, right. So yeah. I'm starting to realize that if you want something and you like force it, it won't come to you. you got to let go. You have yeah. to believe in the universe that will give it. To I you. think I think there is this thing like, you know, you can. I mean, I'm a big proponent in like setting goals and like doing to do lists and like things like that. Like those you have to do those things to be kind of successful. Yeah. I think um, yeah. they help a lot. But when you're like, OK, OK, 100,000 followers by next month, we're going to this, this, that and the third. Like sometimes those kind of bigger, maybe maybe even egotistical kind of things might not happen. But when you just generally are, are interested in things and want to learn and build and grow and connect, things tend to happen, even if you're like. I want to make a million dollars next year and you have a game plan, it could probably work, but some things like that tend to people, those goals for people tend to fall to the wayside because they're not really focused on maybe the more important things. I think. I agree. They're not genuine. They're money oriented or, or if they, it's right. not a genuine passion or goal, I feel like the universe won't reward you. And I feel like, yeah. I know this sounds corny and it, but I feel like you can't lie to the universe. I feel like yeah, something's I agree. Wrong. I agree. Like, I yeah, agree. you could lie to everybody. You could show off your whatever. But I'm saying in the long run, you will not achieve your goals if your morals, like if you're, if they're not genuine or, or authentic. Right. And dude, there's been, I mean, recently, really recently, I've just like said, like physically said things out loud. And then something happens like 10 minutes later that is like, come to like, it's weird. It's like just putting positive things into the air and being transparent and like, it, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange phenomenon, but it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in karma, but it's like, do good things, be good to others, help people out, do what you can. And, and usually things, things tend to happen in a, in a good succession. So I'm kind of with you on that. Actually, that's funny. You said that I'm so <laughs> with you on the karma thing. So I guess I want to ask you this, since you don't believe in karma or you don't know if you do, do you, I don't believe, know. Yeah. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, do you believe, are you still, how do you feel about manifestation? Oh, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm in LA right now. Uh, I've been out here for a few weeks now, but when I was back in Maryland where I live, I was, I started to read that book. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, 
think no it's not it's like think big and grow rich or it's like oh, one of those yeah. like cult classic books i'm like yeah. i kept seeing people talk about it of course i'm like all right and i bought it on like you know bookstore for <laughs> buck or whatever and it's talking about manifestation it's like saying things and putting things in the air and like you know to-do lists and like all these things that i knew i had in me but like reading this book really kind of like drove it home like i mean manifestation is like incredibly powerful i think <laughs> not not to get all like spiritual and things like that but I definitely agree. If you like have something in your mind, you want to work towards it, you figure out how to work towards it. You put it in the universe tends to tends to come true. I think before I move on, what do you mean by put it out in the universe? Can you go a little bit more in depth? Like how do, how do we do that? I I don't know. I'd be like, let me think of a good answer. Um, Oh, let me think. Uh, I can't think of one on the top of my head, but, but sometimes I'd be like, Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Like a couple months, maybe summertime of like 2021. I was just like talking to my friends, like, I want to do more murals. I want to do big scale murals. I want to do this. And just like talking about it. And then a couple days later, I got like two emails for like these big murals in Baltimore. And it's like, I didn't really go and do anything, but it's maybe, I don't know. It's like weird things like that. And it's, that seems so like rare and maybe that doesn't happen all the time, but it's it, it, or, or the other day I was saying, um, um, I was talking you have to girlfriend. consciously say these things out loud to activate. The I process. do. I do. Or, or talk to your friends about it. Talk to okay. your peers, t- tweet about it. I don't know. I think that's what I mean by like okay. putting it out there. Like you can think about it a ton, but if you're, I don't know, saying things out loud really helps or telling your friends in like certain ways. Like I was talking to my grandma the other day and she said something and I was like, what? I was like, just watch when one of my colleges is going to reach out. I'm going to do a talk there in the next five years. Then my community, I got an email from my community <laughs> college, like two days later. They're like, Hey, we, we've seen all the stuff you've been doing. We would love to like have a meeting and maybe have you come do a talk in the spring. And I go, I don't know how, like, <laughs> I don't know how. That is start. kind of bewildering. Cause you just named three examples. Like that is yeah. crazy. And then I think, I don't know. I was watching this, like, I go down these like YouTube like pits yeah. <laughs> where you just watch a bunch of stuff. And like, I was watching this one about like Jim Carrey and how he like, Oh, that's, that has to be, he wrote, he wrote that good. million dollar check to himself. Yep, And he almost went bankrupt. And then he did all those three movies and made, I'm like, dude, like, okay. Like, I don't know. Like those things that are is like, can I just comment? That is like next level. Like that is borderline, not suicidal, but like that is next level crazy. Like you have right. to really believe in yourself. Right. And I've, I've had some like bigger things in my mind, like, kind of like the same Jim Carrey kind of thing. And I don't know, it's just, you just put stuff out there and, and you just like wield it into your, 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 your wheelhouse somehow and into your mind. And I think your subconscious, if, if your subconscious hears you talk about certain things all day long, it's like this positive kind of stuff. It, it's, it's bound you're to happen. Talking, you're talking as if your subconscious is like another person inside of you. I kind of see it that way too, to be honest. <laughs> it be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I do too. laughs> You never know. Like my subconscious is like different than my actual conscious. Like we're always at like talking like at odds. Right. Right. I just think it's like just putting. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about that saying even like putting, putting things out in the air, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I have a few other now, now that I've thought about it more, I've had had other circumstances recently of things like that, but it's, it's a strange one. I, I no, I fully, I I was, I'm very interested in that manifestation stuff. Cause I'm on, on my journey up. I'm always like looking for motivational, inspirational right. stuff to get me to the, like just the next day. Um, so I guess I want to start with your involvement in the NFT space. You mentioned that you were, this was your art came before web three. It came before oh, the NFT. For sure. yeah. So how, when NFT started, how did Vinny Hager hear about the space and get himself integrated into it? Yeah, I think, um, 
was probably well i remember in like 2017 uh my friend rico was like hey like i'm buying these things called crypto kitties i'm like you are ridiculous for spending <laughs> any amount of money on a digital cat cartoon i mean fast forward now i like buy a bunch cool of like cool cats, cats. <laughs> i mean it's funny how those things work full circle too yeah. but so ixnay like 2017 fast forward it was probably like summertime maybe september 2020 i was doing a lot of like airbrush like physical air like airbrushing a lot of like carpets and like home goods and clothes and um uh somebody in like a couple towns over from me ordered this carpet for me i went and delivered it to him because he was close and then we started to talk and he goes you know have you heard of like nfts have you heard of the metaverse have you heard of like decentraland or have you heard of these things called whales and it's like these people that buy all of these and i was like what? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I like went home and I just started like going into everything. And I talked to my friend Rico and he was like, dude, I told you about this three years ago. And I was like, why didn't you like sit me down and talk to me then? Oh. And, but nonetheless, it all worked out. So then we both kind of got really into it. And I remember like going on Rarible. And then at the same time, I had like started my Twitter up. I'm like, oh, I really want to like get into Twitter. It's another, it's wow. just another use of social media, maybe. And at the same time, I started to follow some other artists and I started to see them talk about NFTs and like, I'm like, oh, like, so these are like traditional artists getting into the space. They're not just making all these like crazy digital mechanical looking things in Blender. They're like painters and they're like, you know, they draw. And like, so I just started like doing so much like research and like creeping around on Twitter and like reading stuff and just learning about the space. And, you know, I minted a couple, couple pieces here and there just to learn the process and um, it, it and then I kind of took, you know, just so much time on Twitter and reading and talking to people. And, and um, you know what I noticed, Mr. Vinny, is like I interviewed uh, Danny Casale, the creator of Cool Man's last we week. Love, we love Danny. I was with yeah, him yeah. <laughs> he, he told me you guys had dinner together, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know what I realized, though, is like you, Danny and Klon have a have a pattern is you guys didn't like like you guys really were working on this brand this characters long before the space this right. isn't and i'm not saying that's the that has to happen for everybody sure. for the collection sure. to be successful but successful but i'm just saying it's a testament to your conviction and your belief in yourselves because if you look at clon's pictures in 2015 those empty tents with the cat, blue cat up it's crazy that cool cats because i know a lot of your success came from that community too it's and same with me. It's crazy that community is about to be a global brand, like the next. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, to think about things like that, but it's just like it goes back to like just sticking to something that one, you just enjoy. You have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy whatever you're doing. You know, if you like to work on cars, I mean, you, you work, you go work on cars all day long if that's what you like or horseback riding or for me and Klon and Cool Man Dan, it's we like drawing and creating these little these worlds and these universes already, you know, prior to ever thinking about nfts or or stuff um so i know people use the word conviction and i don't know if i ever had like conviction in myself as being like this you know whatever artist you know i was always an artist but like to some i never thought about the scale of where i would go i just wanted to keep creating and exploring and always learn i think always learning is probably like a big thing as well like never saying no you it's you had no ego like you had you were genuinely just cared about being a, like putting out good art i think that yeah. that is the big key um and i want to start i guess with with your collection letters i think that a thousand individual hand drawn pieces that i what i found most interesting about this collection just now and it gave me an idea as to what i want to do when i ever release mine just a fun art project is yeah. each of these pieces was a specific moment or memory in your life. Like it could have been an inside joke with a friend, which I, 
that is ingenious to me. So I guess I want to start off by hearing your perspective. Why, what made you want to create letters? And I guess, how did you pick out these moments from your life for this collection? Right. Yeah. So like most things, the artwork just came first. I was like, you know, I'm not going to switch up. You know, I put out a couple of one of ones, like I said, and, but then I was like, you know, I really want to put like a collection out. I want to, you know, a body of work that I, you know, I like to use the word body of work more than like project or something like that, because I'm not one of these like 10 K projects. Like, you know, I might kind of fit, fit the mold, but not, but not really. But I just quickly comment on that is at the end of your career, when you're, when you're on your deathbed, people are going to look back on your art, on your bodies of work and they're going to see all of them. So I like that. And that's why, I mean, that, that's why I saved like all my high school drawings. Like that's a body of work in my time, you know, then I saved like, you know, I've saved every t-shirt I've made in a box. You have your high school, you have your high school drawings still? Yeah. I have like fifth grade drawings. I have, are you ever going to put out like a past collection, like of all your previous works? I'd, I'd want to do like a big gallery show, Ooh, okay. like a real, like in re- and then you come and you can get like a PO app if there's like digital people, Ooh, but like, yeah. I want to bring it like, like that's, I could go on like another tangent about that. <laughs> like going into like art school and like in my graduate years or whatever, and my, my bachelor's degree, like most of the people go, you know, it's so hard to become an artist. You're never going to sell, display your work. These are like, te- you know, some teachers and stuff saying this stuff. And I'm like, it mind boggled me that they're telling certain kids this. And, you know, the, I graduated in the bin- pandemic. So that's like a whole nother story. But I was like, dude, I'm just going to continue working hard and like kind of go around certain institutions and just like create my own little world and, and just, you know, create my art that I want to create. And that, and that kind of led me to like learn about different avenues, clothing, murals, NFTs, digital side. So. Yeah, definitely with these bodies of work, um, they all have a time and a place. And I think I think I have like a folder of like one semester in high school. I wrote my name differently, like every day on every hand. And I have like a ton of them. There's like there's like things like that. But I just like save, try to save every because I'm like, they're going to come a time when I want to do something with them. And um, I I think there's yeah, there's be a place and a time for things like that. I lost my train of thought where we were going. <laughs> uh, letters, the the start, right. the inspiration behind letters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really want to switch up my style of artwork, but I just wanted to learn how to like draw on Procreate and learn um, certain things like that. I had the original idea I was going to do like 200 one of one drawings. I didn't know how they were going to look, if they were going to be like totally different or if they were going to look similar. I hadn't thought about rarities. I hadn't thought about one of ones. I just wanted to have like a collection of works. I just wanted to draw 200 things. And then uh, Toby Lasso, the best manager, friend, yep, yeah. cohort, you know, all the above the greatest. Uh, he like shot me a random DM, you know, as I'm already here, it goes back to manifestation, already thinking about putting together a collection and building out a team and how I can go to like the next level and maybe my artistic career. He shot me a DM and he goes, Hey, if you're ever need any help, you want to talk? You, have you thought about working on a collection? He's like, he's, he's coming to me from, from, the, from, the, from the world and asking me all these questions. And I was like, yeah, I have all these ideas. I, I want to build this. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then we just started, we just started uh, kind of building out letters um, from that. And he was like, you know, we should do a thousand and then there should be some type of rarity. I'm like, oh, great. Like my kind of just, just drawing mind hadn't thought about those things. And then we just kind of built it out like that. And my friend Rico, who I mentioned earlier, helped me like break down the rarities and helped, you know, and then we built out a dev team with our friend uh, or like backend team with our friend Dose. And then we did the, the developers, the solidity developers were also cool cats. So it's like all these, like they all kind of came together. But for me, the drawing aspect was, was, um, 
uh, pretty natural to me. And it, it came super, super naturally once I started to get in the groove of building the collection out. So shout out to uh, Mr. Lasso because he also set this interview up and I'm very kind. Very, <laughs> I, usually a lot of people, I'm a, I'm a little kid. I'm a kid in the corner of Las Vegas reaching out to these big people doing like interviews. So I 90% of people ego me and then I have to re-send them a DM in a week and maybe they the worst. Don't. Mr. Lasso is very kind, so I very much appreciate that. The but best. you said something I, I want to touch He's on. He's in the other room right now. <laughs> oh, really? Tell him thank you. Yeah, tell him thank you. <laughs> I want to mention something is uh, Mr. Lasso yourself and me all like got our star, I guess, our love from the NFT space, from the Cool Cats. So We love the Cool Cats. Yeah, oh, we definitely love the Cool Cats. But especially now that the pets are out, I wanted to right. um, ask your opinion on the Cool Cats community and team going forward for 2022 and what do you think of that brand overall and its impact in the NFT space? I mean, I could say so much, to be honest. Um, I think that is, that's what, like me and Toby met in like the Cool Cats Discord and then connected on Twitter after that. Um, all Everybody that worked on the letters team, even though it was small, close-knit, they were all Cool Cats. We already had that trust instilled in each other because we were Cool Cats, because we were like this, when you break it down, we're like these blue digital cat icons on the internet, which is crazy, but that alone builds trust in a lot of things. Um, and I mean, I remember like doing Klon did like a Klon test, like a drawing t contest where, you know, it was for, they were giving away cats or something. And I just submitted mine for fun. And I remember watching his Twitch stream and he was like, Oh, honorable mention to Vinny Hager. Like I, I draw like this too. And that's when we like followed each other and like, you know, then I met him at the uh, unofficial Cool Cats event in LA. Mm -hmm. First first week I met Toby, met everybody. It's just like you just start to branch out and you, you get yourself involved. And I mean, the Cool Cats, I mean, they're 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 scaling huge. They're gonna they're going at it the right way. You know, it's not they're not getting all these like crazy celebrity endorsements. They're not doing these kind of not not cringy ways to push NFTs because I don't really want to use that word because not that cringe but there, there's certain ways that they're just going at it straight and narrow community fun organic competitions contests that everybody wants to participate in as right. opposed to here's 10 whitelist spots from this community go right. submit your info and goodbye yeah and they, and they do things where you don't have to be a cool cat you can just come and like hang out and it's just like they're i don't know they've built thing they've built their whole thing so great um incredibly one of a kind and just the the, the friends and the people that i've met from there you know, be, probably be friends forever. I mean, can I, can I say something? If you look at the star catchers, the wonder pals or all these upcoming new collections like Robotos that they're like young money is to Lil Wayne. Like you mentioned Lil Wayne. I feel like the cool cats are like Lil Wayne. Right. Like they put everybody on. Like right. they always talk about Lil Wayne and Drake, how they go out to all these newer artists and do a song with them to get them recognition. Right. Right. I feel like cool cats really have put a lot of these collections and gave them a start, not a yeah. start, but like paved the way. Yeah, I believe like Cool Cats were the first ones to do a 10,000 collection with like one of ones, things like that. Like, I mean, and, and and that's kind of how I see myself sometimes. Like, I just wanted to build a collection. Like, I took ideas from all of these collections for mine. You know, I wasn't a profile picture. I'm just like sticking true to my art. But I picked these certain things from all these little projects or even picking things from the fine art world that I liked and how I'd kind of bridge all of those into like my own little brainchild of, of an art collection and, or a body of work. And um all of the yeah all of those people were, were were i guess inspirations to some degree and like you know more so than that just friends family now and and it's it's great that i, I think i was telling uh, mr lasso the other day that i was like dude sometimes i get jaded because you know like we just like sit and hang out with clan and like coffee man dan and like 
you know, all the, all the dudes from the doodles, like we're just friends. Like I met them in Miami and we just like hung out and talked all the time. And you know, the weather report stuff now that's like going to be like the greatest artist of all time. You're just casually kicking it nonchalantly. Uh, yeah. And then people say that I'm like, Whoa, like I, I am kind of jaded because they're just friends. Like we hang out and we like text about like, want to get that's coffee great. tomorrow. And it's like, I think that's just great things. And it's, it's just, just a testament of like kind of showing up, doing what you want to do, being yourself and like, I, I don't know, creating what you want to create and who you want to be in this world. <laughs> I really love what you said. It, a testament to individuality is what you're saying, basically. Right. Always, always be yourself. Like, I don't, I, I saw some other artists like back in, not back in the day, like, okay, a year and a half ago, two years ago, like they totally kind of switch up their art styles to try to fit certain molds or, or they're like, they, they, they couldn't think in their own artistic ways of how to build something out. They had to tr- like totally, they saw something that was making money or doing really well and they tried to copy that i'm like dude you can copy it but kind of steal certain things from it that you like and make now it that you own. mentioned that mr Vinny, i hate derivative projects like i don't know why because i'm thinking to myself i put myself in the owner's shoes the creator's shoes i'm like dude you could have your own original idea like this might make you a couple bucks but it's guaranteed not going to work long term right and I, I think i remember seeing some tweets you know last couple of weeks it's like the next blue chip isn't going to be a derivative project it's going to be something totally different i mean all good for derivatives i mean i guess they have some type of role i don't know (laughs) Um, they're fun to look at sometimes but i think especially from an artist standpoint you you gotta gotta do it in your own way for sure 100 like couldn't agree with that more and you mentioned something earlier is the doodles team and that's what i saw your recent tweets i don't (laughs) if you can't give anything away i don't want to ask too much but i was going to ask for my audience what future plans do you have i saw that you're working with burnt toast one of the biggest artists in the space the artist for doodles so what future i guess ideas have come through your head that that you might be able to give us a sneak peek on um there's not really like any kind of anything that's concrete really um i'm just glad to like be friends with them and be able to chat and like reach out and talk about ideas and um that's really it there's there's really aren't any like crazy plans there's no like crazy collaborative things in the works um the the thing about with with burn toast the thing i tweeted out or i don't know when this might come out um but it's Episode? yeah tomorrow so do you want me to, it'll come out tomorrow morning i won't say anything yet. okay <laughs> i saw it because i saw you saying it's at the end of the week i was like he's not going to say anything yeah 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 um yeah it, that, that that's um we're, we're him me and the other artist that i mentioned in the tweet are doing artworks for uh cameo for the for this thing coming out next week later this week I always love seeing when, when major artists like that collab, it, it gets my, my juices going. I get interested. So I guess I want to leave you with this, Mr. Vinny. If we were to have a conversation one year from now, what would you say your career, what would happen in this next year? <laughs> well, one, I, tr- I try never to think that far or plan that because I don't know what, you know what I've noticed about you. You're a very like uh, in the moment guy, huh? You go with the flow, huh? I try to be at least like, okay, maybe not in the moment, but 12 hours in the moment. Okay, like I try not to plan anything like more because who knows what, I mean, I don't know what can happen like in 10 minutes, like really yeah. like I had like a bit of a, like a, like a family emergency, like the past two days. I'm like, dude, I, it could like change that. Everything's fine now, but like things can really change. Like, so in a year, oh, I mean, I, I didn't know half this stuff was going to happen last yeah, month and it's like changed. Yeah. A lot, which is great. I love that because I love just like going with the flow and they come naturally and organically. But, um, oh no, see, I want to drop some alpha, uh, not alpha, but stuff that I want to do 
but I don't want people to do it before me. Don't, no, no, don't, because people yeah. will do it if you drop, if you yeah. drop that. I, I would rather you see those original ideas come from you. When, okay, when... I, I think I think in, in a year, I would like, um, kind of like, a, I think we, we've been dubbing it like the, the post office or something where it's like a workspace for like me, my friends, all of us can, can, you know, we can ship order, we can ship our clothing, we can create furniture there, we can work together on our computers, we can all drink coffee in the morning and send emails and like, have like a, some type of unit of a location of a studio or workplace where everybody can come chat. We can throw events. Maybe there's, so maybe like, you know, a physical place, a workspace, a studio, I don't know where New York, maybe um, that would be really great for to continue like scaling and working together as like teams. I, I definitely want, I think I'm going to next couple of weeks, probably put out some type of like tweet or, or incentive about like, like letters might be like hiring some people. We, we could use um, an extra, some extra hands in some other fields. Um, so I guess just like scaling and just continue to create stuff. Um, um, but no, no like crazy milestones I have in mind. <laughs> so uh, number one, uh, I, I very, I love that. I'll actually clip that too for, for people to, to see. Uh, I'll be interested in that as well. I'm also looking, if you ever need any help with anything, sure. I'm looking to help out any random projects. Yeah, I want to get great. affiliated with something. So um, I, I kind of, one thing I've noticed from this interview that I've learned, I'm just going to go ahead and say is, I think that for me, my, uh, like, you know how on your journey to success, you have obstacles at the beginning where I'm sure you've had to adapt it or learn new things to get better. Sure. I feel like for me, what I've taken from you and Danny is, no one's saying don't believe in yourself, but like, even Danny said on my show, keep that self-belief over here. Don't put it on others and being right. in the moment, not in the moment, as you said it, 12 hours in the moment, humble dude, solid dude, and stay in your lane. I think one thing I've noticed is you can't force things in this world. You have to let it come to you. I think that's the number one trend I've taken. From yeah, this. for sure. Yeah. The, I mean, the manifestation things, those things just kind of come to you when, when you start to put it out in the world. And, um, I'm yeah, gonna I, I'm gonna take that. By the way, I'm gonna take that after this podcast. I'm gonna go scream in my living room like dude, three minutes. It. I'm gonna do try it, it though. Do I'm it. gonna see what no. happens. I'm actually gonna believe it. No, you know what you could do? It, it's it, you know I don't know a simple one. It's like oh I want to have like these three people on my next podcast, and like you just say it and you kind of work know. towards it. And like I don't know, it's like it's just like setting small goals and like putting it out in the air in like a positive way. And uh, they they tend to happen eventually. If not, you know everybody wants everything like now, 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 but. You, most of the time you give it time and you work hard and these things come. I, don't I think you, you nailed it best. Like even like <laughs> a lot of guests that have egoed me too. Like I, I felt this, I've gotten them like a week or two later. They hit me up like, Oh, I just saw this. I'm like, Oh, okay. So also, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's also how the, I don't know the ego thing. I mean, it's a, that's another tough one to tackle for a lot of people. I didn't know. I try to like answer as many messages or calls or be nice. I mean, like everybody's in the same boat. I mean, we're all here trying to, trying to make, fun stuff or I, I honestly or don't take it per i understand like why would you you know i'm not bankless reach if bankless reaches out to you everybody's gonna be like yeah i'll come on the show i'm just this random kid so i'm not i don't get take it personally but sometimes i'm like i wish i could just have a platform where i could interview all these people you know yeah but you, you know what you do now it's like the it's like the uh, it's like the same as ego but not it's like then when they reach out in like two months you just say no <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> honestly i always thought about that like if if the universe were to bless me I feel like I, I'm so bad at those at saying no. Like if you were to ask me something, I would not know how to say no. I'd be like, I'd right. find a way to say yes. I'm, I'm pretty bad at it too. It's, sometimes you sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to say no to some things. But uh, I get say, that. But you, you got to go at it at good would, ways. Would you say that learning to say no has been a big part of your career since you you know you built a platform? Yes, and 
Totally. And, and maybe not my success, but there's some things that you have to, you have to like protect your artistic vision. You have to protect what you want to create in certain ways. So I definitely like learning, just learning to say no has been important. Does it feel uncomfortable on the inside when you have to say no to those things or no? Cause it's natural. I mean, you know, every time I've got a no, it's fueled me hard to go harder to some degree. It's like, and, and most of the time the no isn't, whatever you're responding to isn't that huge anyway. You know, when I, I try to think about like the bigger picture to some degree, like, you know, you can't do everything. You only got 24 hours in the day and, and the things that you can do, you do them the best you can. And you, you wake up in the next 12 hours and try to do it all over again and, and always uh, continue to push forward, you know, no matter how many no's or yeses and keep, keep the same drive. I think. Uh, Mr. Vinny, I, I, for it's crazy because from this interview, I think I, I went on more of a I got like more mentally out of it than like about physical, about your career, about stuff, about the NFT sure. space. But I actually really enjoyed these kind of talks. So I'm very grateful for you coming on. Um, I have two things I want to say. Number one, this episode will come out tomorrow. I'm so sorry for bothering you on Twitter. You're going to see me tag you. That's I'm, good. I'm I here apologize. for it. I apologize. Uh, and number two, if uh, in the future, if you ever do need help with letters, I will reach out. I'll be annoying. I'll reach out for as well. Sure. So. Can I ask a question? Is, will this be audio or just video or it's, both? It's both. I'm going to edit it up tonight. Okay. Is that fine? Sure. It's the, is it the animated thing? Uh, no, it's not. I was thinking about taking it there with cool cats with my cat as one. I, right. I was actually going to reach <laughs> out to them because everybody in the space, here's my thing. Everybody in the space is loving that new animated podcast model. So I was thinking I could do that, but I also, I don't know if I want to like, I don't know if the face, I think like showing people's faces is good too. So I got to, I, I right. want to find a medium. Cool. Yeah. I'm open for uh, either or either or. And if there's anybody, if there's any, you need any help reaching out to other people, let me know. Uh, there's only one, honestly, the, it's my dream guest. Uh, I've right. had him on my target for five months. He will always be my dream guest. His name is Klon. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get him. We'll I, get him. I, if I interview him, I will probably <laughs> cry for an entire day. Uh, I don't think that's been, but I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I put that interview out of my head because I obsessed over it for like months. Uh, we'll, we'll get it after cool pets. After cool pets is good and gone. We'll, we'll get him. Thank you so much, Vinny. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll bother you tomorrow, but thank you. Sounds like a plan, my friend. Thanks for everything. Yes, sir.